Today, my dear faithful, is the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost. And the epistle is taken from St. Paul's epistle to the Philippians, chapter 1. Brethren, we are confident in the Lord Jesus, that he who hath begun a good work in you will perfect it unto the day of Christ Jesus. As it is meet for me to think this for you all, for that I have you in my heart, and that in my bonds, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of my joy. For God is my witness, how I long after you all in the love of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your charity may more and more abound in knowledge and in all understanding, that you may approve the better things, that you may be sincere and without offense unto the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of justice through Jesus Christ, unto the glory and praise of God. And the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 22. At that time, the Pharisees went and consulted among themselves how to ensnare Jesus in his speech. And they sent to him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art a true speaker and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou dost not regard the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what dost thou think? Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their wickedness, said, Why do you tempt me, ye hypocrites? Show me the coin of the tribute. And they offered him a penny. And Jesus saith to them, Whose image and inscription is this? And they say to him, Caesar's. Then he saith to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar, and to God the things that are God's. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Words taken from the Gospel of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the 13th century, my dear faithful, there was an infamous heresy spreading in Europe. This was the Albigensian heresy. One of the central tenets of this heresy was that all physical matter is evil. Only spiritual things are good. Thus, if all material things are evil, even a person's own body is evil. And for that reason, the Albigensians actually encouraged their followers to commit suicide so as to rid themselves of their evil bodies. They also rejected the authority of governments because governments ruled over physical bodies and thus were made for and based on evil material things. The Albigensians then considered themselves free from all government authority. Anarchy reigned especially in the southern part of France, where uh, this heresy especially spread. Pope Innocent III, he sent a cardinal to restore the peace there, but the Albigensians actually murdered the cardinal. There was nothing left to do then but to put a stop to the anarchy by force. And the Pope called for a crusade against this anarchy, Simon de Montfort, a French count and knight, was selected to lead the army of the crusaders. However, relatively few joined the crusaders, while the Albigensians had won many followers in southern France. 
Despite their small number, the Crusaders fought valiantly and won a number of victories. The most notable was the Battle of Marais. Marais was a town in France that was under siege from the heretics. It was surrounded by an army of 20,000 Albigensians. The Catholic Crusaders, on the other hand, had only 1,600 men. The heretics thus had over 10 times as many men as the Catholics. Count Simon de Montfort knew these numbers. He knew his chances chances were very slight. And so the night before the battle, Simon had his men kneel and pray throughout the night. They took out their rosary beads and prayed Our Lady's rosary until the dawn of the day of battle. Then the crusaders formed into three squadrons for the attack. The small Catholic army charged into the 20,000 heretics surrounding the town of Marais. And the Catholics swept through the heretics like a wave sweeping over the sand. The crusaders routed the heretics and freed the town from the siege. And in fact, they broke the back of the rebellion. For during this battle, one of the most powerful leaders of the Albigensians was killed during it. Without his support, the heresy crumbled away. And thus, France was delivered from this threat by this seemingly insignificant army. Now, my dear faithful, you may wonder, what does this battle have to do with you? It happened almost 800 years ago in a country that is almost 4,000 miles away. The answer is that it is a perfect fulfillment of our Lord's words. Render to God the things, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and render to God the things that are God's. Simon de Montfort fought for two reasons that day. He fought as a crusader to save the Catholic faith that was under attack, and he also fought to save his country from the ravages of anarchy. Both love of the faith and love of his country drove him to fight against such incredible odds. He thus rendered to God his just due, and also rendered to his country what was due to his country. This, of course, is only justice. God, as our creator and ruler and sovereign master, deserves every love, honor, and devotion from us. His gifts of the church and the faith are to be treasured and guarded. But we also have a debt to pay to our country. Our nation is one of the principles of our existence, and as such, we owe it our love. To hate one's country is actually a sin. We are obliged to love our nation. Now, compare our present time to Simon de Montfort. A heresy had spread throughout his country, perverted the minds and hearts of his fellow countrymen, and turned them to anarchy. Both the Catholic faith and his country were in dire straits. They were in a fight for survival. And today, 
Is not the faith in a fight for survival, my dear faithful? Are not the hearts and minds of our fellow countrymen being perverted by error? Is not the anarchy of sin spreading far and wide? Both the church and our country are also in dire straits today. They are in a fight for survival. The church and America need crusaders. And who else, my dear faithful, but us will fight this fight? By justice, we owe the church and our country our help in this war. And yet, like the Catholic crusaders of old, we have so few. We have even fewer than Simon de Montfort, for we are not outnumbered ten to one, but hundreds to one. How can we fight this war? How can we help deliver the church and our country from the scourge of error and the anarchy of sin? We have already the solution. We have the way to help our country, for it is, Our Lady has given to us the answer many times. Again and again, she has told us to pray my rosary. At Lourdes, at Fatima, at so many of her modern apparitions, our Blessed Mother has repeatedly demanded, commanded, and even begged us to pray her rosary. She asked us to pray to her, for she is all-powerful. Our Lady is the Mother of God. Our Lord, her most perfect and obedient Son, He will do anything she asks, for her will is so united to the divine will. Simply look at the thousands of recorded miracles, both physical and spiritual, that her prayers have brought about. Whether the cure of the incurable or the far greater miracle of the conversions of hardened sinners, the prayers of our Blessed Mother have done such wonders for souls. As St. Bernard of Clairvaux, a doctor of the Church, said in his beautiful prayer at the Memorare, Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. No one has ever prayed to Mary and found themselves ignored. This is because, as the Mother of God, she is all-powerful with God, and because, as our Blessed Mother, she loves us with such a love. So long ago, our Lord gave us to her as her children to be our mother, to love us, watch over us, and guard us. When we pray to Mary, our sweet mother bends over to listen to our feeble words. She smiles lovingly upon us, for she loves when her children pray to her. She then takes our prayers, adds them to her own, and presents them to her divine Son. And the prayer that she especially loves to hear from us is her blessed rosary. Thus, my dear faithful, we must take up the beads of our blessed mother. Like Simon de Montfort, we must pray Our Lady's rosary 
we must pray them for ourselves, for our loved ones, and for our church and our country. And, my dear faithful, we must do this every day. The Holy Rosary takes only a few minutes, just a quarter of an hour to pray. Is that too much to give to Our Lady, who watches over us at every moment? Is that too much to give for our own salvation, for a country that is in such an evil state, for the restoration of the church that has been so devastated? Pray your rosary, my dear faithful. Pray every day to our Blessed Mother that you and your loved ones may save your souls. But do not forget to ask her to restore the church and to save our country from the immorality that is so rampant. Be a crusader for God and your country. Use the rosary as your weapon. Turn to our Blessed Mother, and she will turn to you. Ask her to help the Church and America, my dear faithful, and your prayers will not ever go unanswered. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.